This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 230. So, being that today is Sunday, March 6th, 2022, as usual, I'm covering the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So, let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this. First up, new rumor of Super Telephoto DOs and the R1. According to a reliable rumor source, Canon is testing prototypes of the following DO Super Telephoto lenses. The RF 4035DO ISUSM, the RF 400F4DO ISUSM, the RF 500F4.5DO ISUSM, the RF 500mm F5DO ISUSM, and the RF 800mm F9.5DO ISUSM. According to the source, only one of these is expected to make it out of the prototype and into production. The 500mm lenses have had the best results so far, with one of them currently in the wild. While we didn't have an RF 500mm DO ISUSM on our roadmap, with current supply chain delays, Canon may be forced to do something out of order with these lenses. Interestingly, the source states that Canon hopes to announce this lens either with an actual announcement or development announcement in conjunction with the R1 announcement. The source mentions that production delays may force Canon to do just a development announcement for this lens this year. The source is certainly implying that the R1 announcement is expected later on this year. Canon certainly could do the R1 this year, especially after so firmly stating that the R3 is most definitely not their flagship mirrorless camera. An R1 announcement later this year would be 18 months apart from when we first found out about the R3 and three years since the development announcement of the 1DX Mark III. This, in the past, is nothing unusual as Canon has had fairly quick turnarounds in the 1 Series cameras. The 1D was out in December of 2001, the 1D Mark II in April 2004, the 1D Mark III in February 2007, the 1D Mark IV December of 2009, the 1DS in September of 2022, the 1DS Mark II in November 2004, and the 1DS Mark III in April of 2007. Then the 1DX original, October of 2011, the 1DX Mark II in February of 2016, and the 1DX Mark III in January of 2020. So there is nothing historically different from Canon releasing the R1 this year. The only oddity would be that it's far from the next summer games, hopefully held in 2024, and that the major sports-capable flagships are released during the Olympic years. But faced with stronger Nikon and especially Sony competition, Canon may be feeling the heat to release it as soon as possible. And we will keep you posted on that as more news develops over time. 
Next up, Atomus Ninja 5 update unlocks R5C ProRes RAW. As expected, an Atomus Ninja 5 firmware update will allow Canon R5C owners to record externally in Apple ProRes RAW format. The firmware released earlier this morning. Now, this is from March 1st. While the update is free, unlocking the ProRes RAW feature will require registration via Atomus's website. That feature allows ProRes recording in 6K resolution at frame rates ranging from 2398p to 2997p and 3K from 2398p through 5994p. Full release notes can be found at the accompanying link, which can be found in this article in this week's show notes. Next up, Camelan introduces its first full-frame lens available for the RF mount. Camelan has made some interesting APS-C lenses in the past, and now they look to branch out into the full-frame market. With no electronic con- uh, connections, it's all manual focus aperture settings, but you get a 55mm 1.4 for usually an excellent bang for the buck if their previous APS-C 50mm f1.1 is any indication, which happens to retail for 249 the specifications of the lens are focal length 55 millimeters, full frame compatible, angle of view 40.5 degrees, open f value f1.4, lens configuration 8 elements in 6 groups, number of aperture blades 13, shortest focal uh, length approximately 0.3 meters. I think that's focus, shortest focusing distance it should be, but I'm not sure. Uh, focus adjustment, manual focus, compatible mounts, Sony FE, Nikon Z, and Canon R. Weight, 475 grams, dimensions 76.5 by 66 millimeters. Scheduled release date, May of this year, 2022. So now it looks like Camland is getting into the full frame lenses. Good for them. Next up, new Canon EOS R3 orders may be delayed for more than six months. Canon updated its uniquely Japanese apology and guidance announcement, revealing that new orders of the EOS R3 body and also the RF14-35 F4 lens can take more than half a year to deliver, due partly to supply constraints, but also because of demand in excess of expectations. A list of products taking merely longer than usual to deliver include the RF-16 F2.8, the RF-400 2.8, and interestingly, the not-yet-released, the RF-800 millimeter and the RF-1200 millimeter L lenses, which I talked about last week. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, DDoS attack takes down Russian source of Canon pre-release details. Once every few months, a new Canon product shows up on the Russian regulatory site that deals with electronic radio transmission licensing. It has long been the source of occasional product detail leaks that Canon filings reveal prior to actual announcements. Except in Russia, this department also happens to be one of the primary bureaucracies censoring the Internet most Russians are able to see. Yesterday and today, the site has been down due apparently to a distributed denial-of-service attack. A camera news site that for the past two years has been keeping track of photo product applications from Russia's Ministry of Digital Development, Communications, and Mass Media reported that the outage started yesterday and has continued unabated since. Now, that was from March 2nd, uh, so earlier this week. Not sure if it's still going on at this time or not. 
But that's it for Canon Rumors for this week. And now we'll head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us. First up, SEPA January numbers are out. SEPA published their latest camera production data for January 2022. Orange is 22, black is 21, blue 2020. January 2022 SEPA numbers. Mirrorless unit share at uh, 56.1% is higher than January of 2021 at 53.8%, but lower than the full year 2021 unit share of 59%. Mirrorless ship value share is higher at 79.9% compared to 72.2% and 78% full year 2021. SEPA has predicted 5.29 million DSLR mirrorless bodies for 2022. We're predicting 4.8 to 5.143 million compared to in 2021, uh, 5.348 million, 2020, 5.308 million, 2019, 8.462 million, 2018, 10.76 million, and 2017, 11.68 million. January units and ship values. DSLR units, 175.9K, down 9%. DSLR ship value, 6.7 billion yen, down 14%. Mirrorless units, 224K, 0% change. Mirrorless ship value, 26.6 billion yen, 31% increase. Compact units, 179.4K, down 19%. Compact ship value, 5.118 billion yen, up 5%. Lenses for smaller than 35mm units, 365K, down 11%. Lenses for smaller than 35mm ship value, 5.364 billion yen, down 3%. Lenses for 35mm and larger units, 361K, up 3%. Lenses for 35mm and larger ship value, 22.23 billion yen, up 30%. Cumulative 2022 mirrorless unit share of mirrorless plus DSLR 56.1% was 53.8 year to date in 2021. And the ship value share 79.9 was 72.2 in 2021. The ratio of lenses ship to body shipped is 1.79 for year to date 2022. It was 1.81 for year to date 2021. Uh, let's see here. And, uh, that's the, the most important part. I could go on to the, uh, full year 2021 geographic shares, but eh, don't really need to get into that, but there are the numbers for January from SEPA. Next up F photo accessories for Nikon cameras and lenses now available for sale on Amazon us and Amazon Germany. F-Photo is a Japanese company for photography accessories that has been in business for over 10 years and has several products for Nikon cameras and lenses. I have covered many of their products over the years, but the main problem was that they were available for sale only in Japan. The company recently contacted me and informed me that F-Photo products are now also available for sale on Amazon US and Amazon Germany. Here are a few examples. The F-Photo HF52 lens hood. This hood is a lens hood that fits the Z28mm SE and Z40mm F2. The thread diameter for mounting is 52mm and the material is metal, which is uh, made of aluminum. There is also a 52mm thread inside the hood to attach a protective filter. The F-Photo 
HN40 Silver Lens Hood. This hood is the lens hood that fits the Z16 to 50 millimeter kit lens. The thread diameter for mounting is 46 millimeter and the material is also aluminum. There is also a 46 millimeter thread inside the hood to attach a protective filter. The shape is the same as the genuine HN40 and the color is also available in black as well as silver. F-Photo lens plate for Nikon Z70 to 200mm and Z100 to 400mm lenses. This is an Arca Swiss compatible lens plate that fits under the genuine tripod mount. It is long enough to fit on each tripod mount and is fixed with two screws to prevent misalignment. Since it is Arca Swiss compatible, it can be attached to a compatible head with a single touch, which is pretty clever. So it's good to see that their products are now becoming available in the U.S. and in Germany. Next up, Nikon Nikkor Z 400mm f2.8 TCVRS lens manual. Do not use this product if you have a pacemaker or other medical device. This is taken directly from the manual, just an FYI, quote, do not use this product if you have a pacemaker or other medical device. The magnet or magnets in this product could cause medical devices to malfunction. Interesting. And you can pre-order this lens in the U.S. and Canada, Adorama, b Photo, Amazon, Paul's Photo, Service Photo, Camera Canada, in Europe, the Calumet DE, Calumet NL, Photocotch, Park Cameras, and Wex. So interesting that it has magnets that are potentially that powerful inside it. And last up from Nikon rumors for this week, Topaz Lab Sharpen AI version 4.0.2 released, currently on sale, coupon code included. A few days ago, Topaz Labs released Sharpen AI version 4.0.2 with native Apple M1 support, a new sharpening model and performance improvements. Uh, you can see this post for more info, and you can find it in the link in the show notes, of course. The latest Sharpen AI software is now 20% off until March 18th of 2022. On top of that, you can use coupon code RUMORS15 for an extra 15% off. So there you have it, some excellent savings on that fantastic software from Topaz Labs. And I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back with you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. And now we're going to head out over to Fuji Rumors and see what Patrick has for us this week. First up, BH Photo WPPI special deals say big on SD cards, MacBooks, accessories, and more. The big WPPI deals are now online at BH Photo. You can filter through by categories one camera lens deals. Two, storage media deals, great SD card deals included. Three, photo accessories. Four, lighting deals. Five, computer deals, Apple MacBooks, Lenovo, and more. Six, video gear deals. 
P.S. Some specials need promo code BHWPPI22. And others, the, co- the discount is applied automatically when you click on the item to add it to your cart. So if you go to this article in the show notes, you can click on the individual link for each of those six categories to make it quick and easy for you. Next up, my Micon SFXT4 underwater housing for Fujifilm X-T4. Micon is already offering several waterproof cases for Fujifilm X-Series cameras. Now they have also launched the Micon SFXT4 waterproof case for the Fujifilm X-T4 cameras. And it's so far listed at their website here. As for the Fujifilm X-T4 in particular, there is also the Icolite 200DL underwater housing for Fujifilm, as well as other Fujifilm camera models. The Mikey underwater, uh, Micon underwater housings for Fujifilm can be found at the link in this article in the show notes, as well as the Icolite ones for those of you that would like options. Nothing wrong with having options. More than one supplier to choose from. Next up, Sigma 20mm f1.4 and 23mm 1.4 mirrorless APS-C patents published. Sigma has patented the following two lenses for APS-C mirrorless cameras, the Sigma 20mm f1.4, focal length 20, F value 1.46, angle of view is 74.82, statute height 14.20, total length 94 millimeters. Sigma 23 millimeter f1.4 focal length is 23 millimeters of course f value 1.46 angle of view is 65.76 statute height is 14.20 total length is 94 millimeters and uh, it says back focus but it doesn't list the back focus amount so I'm not sure on that I guess they forgot to put it in the article. Next up, Viltrox 13mm f1.4 firmware update released. The Viltrox 13mm f1.4 is not shipping anywhere. In fact, it's not even yet listed as available for pre-order at the Viltrox store itself. You can pre-order it at BH Photo and Pergear, though, for some odd reason. But despite not being on the market, a new firmware has been released for those who, for one reason or another, have a sample in their hands. Uh, the version 1.0.1 main updates download at the accompanying link. Number one, fix the problem of focusing failure in some cases. Two, optimizes focusing stability. So interesting, but uh, funny that they have a firmware update out for it and the lens isn't even actually available yet. Next up, Fujifilm to donate $2 million to support humanitarian efforts in, the U- in Ukraine. Fujifilm Holdings to donate $2 million to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine includes $1 million to support humanitarian efforts and $1 million in medical equipment. This is from March 4th of 2022. Uh, CEO, uh, President and CEO, Representative Director Tishi Goto today announced the donation of a total of $2 million U.S. million to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine and neighboring countries engaged in aid to help the people of Ukraine. The company will donate a total of $1 million U.S. million to UNHCR and UNICEF for use in supporting humanitarian relief efforts. In addition, Fujifilm will donate medical equipment worth $1 million U.S. million, including, including Fujifilm's portable x-ray system and handheld wireless ultrasound devices for medical care provided to the affected population in Ukraine. 
Fuji and its group companies long for a peaceful world and safe, healthy communities and do not condone under any circumstances aggression, violence, or war. Next up, Tamron 18 to 300 millimeter F35 to 6.3 is in stock. This lens is now in stock at Adorama and also at Amazon US via official Fujifilm retailer Murphy's Camera. You can pre-order this or you can buy this lens now, BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. And that's definitely a lens that I've got my eyeball on now that I'm shooting X series. And last up for Fuji rumors for this week, history of Fujinon from the first computer used for lens design to large format EBC coding and more. When I published my top 10 failed cameras of Fujifilm article, we looked back at the entire X-Series history with cameras that probably some of you never heard of or have totally forgotten about. Some Fuji film, uh, Fuji Rumors readers appreciated that sort of little Fuji X history review. So I thought that if a little Fuji history is appreciated now and then, then maybe you want to check out the history of Fujinon series that Fujifilm has published in the past. The series consists in seven episodes and covered the following topics. The history of Fujinon, episode one, 1938, the origin. The history of Fujinon, episode two, 1951, and our large format lenses. The history of Fujinon, episode three, 1956, meet Fuji C, the first computer to help with lens design. The history of Fujinon, episode four, 1972, introducing EBC or electron beam coding. The History of Fujifilm, uh, Fujinon, Episode 5, 1970, Fujifilm releases the Fujika ST701, their first SLR camera. The History of Fujinon, Episode 6, 1986, introducing the Fuji GX680 professional medium format film camera. And the History of Fujinon, Episode 7, 1994, Fujinon completed 10 lenses for CM Fujinon series. Another great way to learn about Fujifilm history is to read Patrick's guest post where he looks at the entire Fujifilm history and identifies 10 cameras that put the base for features we find in today's modern X and GFX series cameras. So that is going to wrap up all the stories from Fuji Rumors for this week. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap things up. First up, Curiosity leaked image of the new Hasselblad X2D with Sony medium format sensor. The Chinese Weibo account XJRumo posted the image of the new Hasselblad X2D. What I wonder is if it uses the new Sony 126 megapixel global shutter sensor that Sony announced last year. That would be stunning. And it is interesting, and uh, it looks like um, Hasselblad is coming out with a new uh, medium format, cropped medium format mirrorless camera. They did two versions, uh, two revisions of the X1D, and now it looks like they're doing an X2D. So it'll be interesting to see what the changes are that they made in this new model. Next up, new Sigma patent discloses the 28 to 70 millimeter F2 specs for full frame mirrorless. Today, Absinet 
spotted a ton of new Sigma patents. Here are the lenses, a 28 to 70 F2, 14 to 30 F4. Those are both for full frame. 20 millimeter F1.4, 23, 28, and 33, all 1.4 for APS-C mirrorless systems. Of course, the lens I want is that 28 to 70 F20 FE. <laughs> That's the author saying that, not me. Next up, Sony Europe launches new lens trade-in action, save up to 200 euro. Sony Europe started a ton of new deals you can find on these pages. In Germany, at Calumet DE, Photocotch DE, Photo Earnhardt DE. In the UK, at Wex UK and Park Cameras. In the Netherlands, at Calumet NL. So there you have it, some new deals for you on lens trade-ins. Next up, see the Sony AirPeak S1 in action on a real-world film set. Now, this is a new item that will be coming soon. It's a professional drone for $8,999. The camera is mounted on the Sony AirPeak. Uh, that's mounted on the Sony AirPeak is the Sony FX3. And you can watch this official video uh, on Sony's official YouTube channel. Check it out for yourself. Next up, this shows why Sony didn't announce any new camera lens yet. The 70 to 200 millimeter GM2 will now ship out not until June. So a little bit of a wait there. You can pre-order for $2,798, but not expected to be available until June 16th of 2022. So, wow. Yeah, a little bit of a wait there. But as I've said before, it's happening to everybody. Next up, Lawa Argus 33mm F095 review by Optical Limits. Quote, competent and affordable lens within its niche. Optical Limits tested this new lens and concluded, quote, the Lawa Argus 33mm F095 CF APO is trying the seemingly impossible by providing shallow depth of field capabilities similar to full format uh, to APS-C class users. And surprisingly, they succeeded in this quest, mostly at least. The optical performance is on a high level, even at maximum aperture. The broader center is sharp, straight from F095, and the borders can keep up nicely. Only the corners are a little bit soft. The background contrast is slightly reduced at this setting, but this can be boosted via an imaging tool. Stopping down to f1.4 results in quite a lift in quality, even in the corners, and the peak performance around f2.8 is very impressive indeed. Image distortions are very low and nothing to worry about. As you might expect, the vignetting is very high at large aperture settings. Lateral and axial CAs are well-controlled, although they aren't entirely as absent as the APO designation may suggest. RSAs are also something to be aware of. The technical quality of the bokeh is a bit of a mixed bag. Depending on the camera that you use, out-of-focus highlights can suffer from an odd mechanical vignetting effect up to f1.4, and there are imperfections in the general blur as well. However, this isn't quite as obvious in real-life conditions simply because the lens can produce an immense amount of out-of-focus blur in the right conditions, at least. Flare can also be a weak spot, so better mount the lens hood when shooting. Uh, 
The mechanical quality of the Argus lens is again impressive. The all-metal construction feels very reassuring and the dampened control ring are, rings are a joy to use. The internal focus mechanism is appreciated and we, also, we are also a fan of the new hood design. It's not all glory, though, because there's no electronic coupling, thus also no AF and no weather sealing. Unfortunately, the lack of AF will be a showstopper for many photographers. Thanks to focus magnification and peaking, the lens is certainly usable with, without it, but probably more aligned to video use. The clickless aperture ring is also pointing to this. Overall, it's a competent and, uh, yeah, competent and affordable lens within its niche. So, yeah, Lau has been doing a lot with this Argus line lately, and it looks like they're going to keep right on chugging along. Good for them. Next up, because of the war, Skylum made delay software updates. PR Times Japan reports that Skylum is likely to delay future software updates for the new Luminar Neo software. The company is based in Kiev, and as you can imagine, this caused all programmers to stop working. If they are reading me, I wish them all to be safe. I am not going into political arguments as a deep pacifist. I hope Ceasefire is coming soon to stop this madness. And I do agree, it is a sad situation, and I hope the good folks at Skylum will be safe over there. Next up, Sony press release donation humanitarian aid in Ukraine emergency. Sony Group Corporation today announced the donation of a total of $2 million U.S. dollars to UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency, and the international NGO Save the Children in order to provide humanitarian aid to the affected populations in Ukraine and countries in the region. In addition, Sony Group companies around the world will collect donations from employees and match the amounts raised. These donations will be given to organizations including UNHCR and Save the Children for use in supporting humanitarian relief efforts in Ukraine and the neighboring countries. Sony sincerely hopes that this situation will be resolved quickly and that peace will be restored in Ukraine and around the world. So awesome that Sony and Fuji are both donating to help the folks over there. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, Sony might stop sales in Russia. Digital Trends reports that Sony appears to have pulled the release of its latest first-party title, Gran Turismo 7, from the nation. This might be only the first step of a complete withdrawal from the Russian market. There is a fair chance they will stop selling cameras and lenses in Russia as well. And according to the banner in this article, uh, looks like Microsoft has started suspending sales in Russia in addition to Sony. So good for them. I support that 100%, even though I'm not a big fan of Microsoft. I think it's the right thing to do. All right. And that wraps up all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. 
Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 230 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by and check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And again, I don't want to get political on the show. I do not do that. But I did want to send out prayers to the folks in Ukraine. I hope that you are all going to be safe, especially the the good folks at Skylum, but everybody in Ukraine where that conflict is going on right now. And hopefully this will end fairly quickly and we'll have a ceasefire and move closer to securing a peace around the world. That would be a fantastic thing. All right, folks, I am out of here. I will see you all again on Thursday.